Hi, Gemstones, and welcome to the episode of Takes All Over the Place. I am Nick. Julie. And I'm Emma. Well done, team. <laughs> 49 times and we still barely get it right. <laughs> we also define um, what a sin is because we do watch the groundbreaking, exceptional piece of art known as It's a Sin that's airing currently on HBO Max. Julie, what'd you think? It combines my favorite things, gay stuff and sad stuff. Exactly my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we also talk about Drag Race. Obviously, there was a coronavirus episode. UK was a fun one, though. Um, Emma liked it more than probably is correct, but <laughs> it was very enjoyable. What else did we watch this week, Julie? Oh, we, we touched on a couple things. Uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, uh, Nomadland. I think we talked about the Gold Globes for a total of two seconds. You know, lots of good stuff. Mental illness. Yes. So there is also in the Nick Capades, um, which is not my one man ice show that was not picked up by Disney Plus, but just my various adventures trying to conduct life. I have another brush with imagined death after trying to relax. Who would have thought that? Yes, we both find out we have aversions to uh, natural minerals and vitamins we didn't know about. So if you want to hear and about the full those spectrum of human emotion. Yeah. So we hope you tune in. You already have, so just stick with us. And I uh, hope you enjoy this episode. Amazing. All right, so Nick, you dropped me a little piece of kibble and said you learned all the dance moves to Bye Bye Bye. First of all, I thought we are not talking to Justin Timberlake. Um, and that's also a ruse, which normal people call a lie. I was just hanging my hands in dramatic fashion and decided to make a joke that I did not expect you to follow up on. So here we are now. What you did happen to me? me. I you know, teased. I did tease you. Well, I can't tease you physically anymore. You've banned banning shirts. I have to wear a shirt. Exhausting. No, it's a no nipples podcast. That is for sure. <laughs> Which you could barely even see them. They were below the screen. I, I knew they fine. were there. Well, yes, I do have nipples. You can milk me, Greg. You were going to say you did do something or thought something or said something. Go. I have done all of those things um, because as <laughs> Descartes says, I think they for, therefore I am. I cannot I think even they say they, I, <laughs> I cannot even say therefore though. Hey, Descartes, can you get me some juice <laughs> yeah, while you're Descartes. at the store? I've almost finished my go-go juice. So, oh, I cannot wait for uh, Honey Boo Boo to start back up. Mama June's going to jail. I don't know how I ever watched this show. Do you ever watch Honey Boo Boo? No, and it's starting back up. <laughs> yes, in March. Has it been it's on March. continuously? Well, Mama June did like a year-long weight loss meth addiction crime spree, but now she's back home. <laughs> so I don't know what's gonna happen, but so. I'm so excited. <laughs> Most of my like tangential knowledge of pop culture is through memes on Twitter or YouTube suggestions. And I think just with the veracity with which I consume gay content on all platforms, including YouTube, I got to a clip where they were talking about gay rights or like Papa June, Papa Bear, or like an uncle is gay. And yeah, Papa the Bear's bear the child molester, so I don't think he's the gay one. Well, I hope not. Because no. Kevin Spacey really set us back with that false equivalence. What a monster. Great as Sizer Kose. Kaiser Sose. Which one is it? Kaiser Sose. We did, we're doing so great. Amazing. Back to my story. So remember my self-care haul at the beginning of the pandemic? Like mid-pandemic. So yeah, when you got six, the weighted blanket and um, the room smelly thing. 
maybe a salt something. Let's focus on the room smelly thing. So I got an aroma <laughs> therapy machine. Right. And there is one specific essential oil that's immune boost. And I was like, fuck yes, we're in a pandemic. I'm going to consume the hell a lot of this and like be full health. Um, what I did not realize is that I have a biological aversion to cloves, a primary ingredient within that essential oil. So I do not take care of things myself or my belongings or those belonging to other people. My aromatherapy vial was no different. I spilled it all over my comforter. I woke <laughs> up and I was like, I could breathe previously, right? Could not this morning. Coughing fit, just felt super sick. And it was the fucking clothes, which took over my entire room. So I've had to vacate to another room in my house. Luckily, my father washed all my sheets and changed them while I was at work, which brings <laughs> me to my next point. I don't know that I'm actually a functioning person. Like, we joke about how low the bar is. And then I'm like, I think I'm pretty low functioning. And I had this weird epiphany where I'm like, oh, my God, have people been, like, hiding this from me? Or have I hid it for myself? Like, I... I couldn't make it in the wild. I couldn't make it in real life. I'm barely making it now. According to Carl Rogers, a fully functioning person is one who's in touch with their <laughs> deepest and innermost feelings and desires. These individuals understand their own emotions and place deep trust in their own instincts and urges. I love how rather than listening to my story, you chose to Google about it. How do you know I didn't do both? I did both. <laughs> yeah. I listened to your story. See, because you're high-functioning, you point, can do two things at once. I could not. Your choices at this point are research or judgment. So I went with research. I don't and know I that think... those are the only two choices. I think those are your two choices. Oh, here's seven more that I don't know that anybody fits, uh, fits into. A growing openness to experience. No, I don't want to leave the house. An increasingly, ex ex is it existential lifestyle? What does that mean? That's anyway, a sign that you're like high functioning. These are all these are the seven characteristics of a fully functioning person hmm. from the very reliable source of authenticity.com. <laughs> I was just one like Maslow's hierarchy, like food and water and shelter and all these things. And then I realized I provide none of those for myself. I'm basically a bag in the wind. I've never related to Katy Perry more. <laughs> Oh, another Kevin Spacey reference. You are, you are just bringing up all the people we've canceled today. Justin Timberlake, just, Kevin Spacey, too. That's true. You're right. <laughs> are you going to keep <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon for a full scoreboard of all the people I mentioned that have been canceled. Increasing organismic trust, which is basically self-trust. I thought it was at first. That's why I leaned orgasmic. in. I was like, well, I'm out again. Number four, freedom of choice. Number five, creativity. Number six, reliability and constructiveness. And seven, a rich, full life. I feel like this is a terrible answer. Thanks, authenticity.com. Yeah, I don't trust her. <laughs> I don't think that's authentic. No, I, um, but no, so I'm not, and I'm Ooh. allergic to cloves. So this has been a very eye-opening week for me, except that morning where I could not open my eyes because I was having a full allergic reaction. I'm so glad you figured out it was the cloves. And there, there was many no other 911 involved and nothing else. You know, the steady flow of CBD and Paxil has really been such a boon to my mental health. I will say, plus springtime and the pandemic gimmick. There's a lot of things converging simultaneously that I hope that are affecting us all in the same positive slant. Well, on that note, so I did, I, I know I told you guys I did like a sugar detox in October. Did and you? I pretty much stayed off of... nothing about it. <laughs> stayed <laughs> off of... <laughs> Sugar that entire time. And the big revelation was that I've had very violent stomach problems my entire life. And they were gone. And I was so excited. I'm like, I, I can do this forever. Sounds good. All of a sudden, they come back. 
real bad. No. Like I'm in the middle of teaching a class and I have to go, pardon me, I have to go destroy the restroom. I'll be back. <laughs> None of you kids go anywhere, okay? I don't know how long I'm going to be because once it starts. This was with the kids class? Oh, kids class, too. adult class, driving two places. It was really bad. Oh, no. So I'm like really upset because, you know, you it's just it. annoying. Yeah. I did it. I found the solution. So then I start to look at what's going on because I'm not ready to eat anything that I'm not. I like what I'm eating. And so the supplements I've been taking are vitamin D because we're all supposed to take vitamin D. And then an omega-3 fatty acid, B12, and then magnesium. And I've taken a magnesium, calcium, zinc every night before I go to bed forever because it's supposed to be good for your restless legs. I'm just a a bag of mess. So anything that helps, (laughs) I'll take it. So the sugar detox guy and Dr. Hyman, who I know I've talked to you about before, (laughs) they suggested that you take magnesium citrate. Did you? Just, Julie just slapped herself. To I get, did, she worked. went full MGM director it and slapped the Judy Garland right at her. Judy. So I can't find any of my regular magnesium, zinc, calcium, so I just buy this, whatever. So I'm talking to our good friend Heather, and she says, well, has anything changed? And I said, only this. So we both look it up simultaneously, research her judgment, and it says, basically, it's a laxative. It's a diuretic. It is going mm. to make you explode, and... Um, you should only take it if you want to poop your brains out constantly. <laughs> so, what was this? So I don't take it? Magnesium citrate. Okay. So you took that instead of magnesia. Correct. Big Science. mistake. Huge. <laughs> but now I get to continue eating what I want, and I don't have to worry that when I cough, I'm going to brown the floor. So it's very exciting. It was almost immediate. Honestly, you should be the writer because this visceral imagery is really evoking <laughs> a strong physical response right now. Have you never smoked a clove cigarette? No. Oh, it's great. It leaves a little cinnamon on your lips. Right? So I think I th- my body seems to process cigarettes well. So I think that would be fine. But <laughs> cigarettes are fine for you. Don't do magnesium citrate. Vitamins are bad. But what I do think is just the essential oils are so concentrated, you're supposed to diffuse them. Like the $190,000 thing that I purchased did not use and spilled all over my body. So I think in excess, they're dangerous. Get a vaccine. Well, all essential oils are dangerous because they are one of the entrees into the MLM that is an entree into QAnon. Did you know okay, that? Okay, well, I think you can... <laughs> I think well, you essential can enjoy- oils themselves are dangerous. Sue me. Go ahead. I think essential oils... I have nothing, and you can have all of it. Bye. I think essential oils can be useful and helpful if you use them properly. Do I think Wrong. that they can cure I don't want to be in QAnon. No. I don't want to be in QAnon, so... No, I think my mom used to put frankincense under my nose during a panic attack. And you know what happened? I panicked harder. (laughs) Get your finger away from my face. Yes. Did you guys watch the Golden Globes? Uh Uh-huh. I watched half of it. (laughs) Nick can't really stand award shows, but he always tries for 10 solid minutes. I just can't, like, I enjoy being around my family. And I used to enjoy the repartee where we would do it. But now in my pandemic brain... I can't even think of jokes. All I can think of is I should be sleeping right now. And so I always do the French exit nominated. Michelle Pfeiffer was for her performance in that film around like halfway through when I can no longer socialize. And I'm not expected to socialize either. But just being there in a public setting around my family, I'm like, well, I am exhausted. The public setting, which is your house. Well, I watched the monologue and the first um, painful segment where, you know, Laura Dern was like, please don't let the guy from Judas win because I'm not sure if I'm saying his last name correctly. Oh, 
and then he did, and then his his TV wouldn't work, and then they're panning to everybody else at home who lost, which is like nothing less fun than being on Zoom, like nodding, and everyone in the audience with their masks, and they're all first responders because all they want to do is watch four celebrities. I don't know. Did you enjoy it, Emma? I did because it went so much faster. Right. Like the Zoom got less awkward over the course of it for me. One, they no longer had any like of the five, you know, black artists nominated muted while they were trying to give their acceptance speech, which was <laughs> definitely Jesus. the low point and where we started. So that was bad. <laughs> Jared Leto seems to have gotten stuck in whatever look that was for his movie from forever ago. <laughs> like I'm one of the best looking people on the planet and I'm just going to cover it all up. You're like, yeah. okay, buddy. Thanks. <laughs> Why did Dallas Buyers Club again? Do you think we would put Jared Leto and Matthew McConaughey in the lead roles? <laughs> We would not. <laughs> what has happened with, I mean, I never, that's not true. Boys on the Side, did you ever say that's very old? I think we've talked about it. Whoopi Goldberg, Drew Barrymore, mm-hmm. and a young Matthew McConaughey with a shaved head, and he's so cute. <laughs> and now when I see him, I'm just like, ah! He's been on, like, my Instagram feed lately talking. I'm like, why? why? Is it? No. No, go away. I don't know if it was the car commercials or the all right, all right, all right, or whatever, but No. Or just staring down his exposed starfish and that one screen grab from Magic Mike. I've never seen Magic Mike. Is it worth watching? I've only seen the nude scenes. I was going to say, do I have to see as many penises as I did in the opening minute of It's a Sin? Let's talk about It's a Sin. Watch this past week. It is five episodes, so digestible in that sense. Not super easily digestible when it comes to content. It's very sad, super sobering, intercut with some real joy. Only in the first episode. Really, yeah, you're right. Um, Of gay men living in the early 80s to early 90s during the onset of the AIDS epidemic. So it was a super interesting watch. And you know me, I like to get cored like an apple, just like soul sucked out in an emotionally, you know, charged situation because it feels like controlled crying rather than just like existential dread. And it was beautifully done and I loved it a lot. I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Well, Frank agrees with me. Um, I'm four episodes in, so I have one more to go. Um, It's really well done. It's super. The first episode feels like Tales of the City. You're just meeting these people and falling in love with them, and you're going to follow these four different stories. Won't that be fun? And then you know everyone's going to die at some point. But um, I thought they would keep a little bit of the joy through the other episodes. There really isn't any. It's really, really, really sad. Um, But so well acted and well done, and I am in love with all of them, and they're playing all my music from the 80s. Like, that's all the stuff I listened to. Tainted Love specifically was my jam, and then it got overused <laughs> later. But I'm madly in love with them. I know of one, of, at least one more of the characters that's going to die. Super sad. Super sad. But really well done. Super worth watching. What's always interesting for me watching these things, and it just sort of encourages me to read more about that era, because obviously I leave, live with an immense amount of privilege because of the work that was done in the ensuing years following the AIDS crisis, but just, especially in the context of this current pandemic, just the manner in which these people were set adrift and left to die was just, the fury was refreshed within me, including of Margaret Thatcher and just like Ronald Reagan and all these people who, because it was a marginalized community and it was predominantly affecting them, were just cast aside without any research, any information. There was no internet. People were desperate to find out any modicum of, you know, information that they could. And yeah, it was just truly devastating. Now there's a great scene where they've got this, a friend of theirs at that time, they're being quarantined, locked in the hospital. They can't come out of their room. They can't go in. 
they're going to die there however long it takes. And so they get this awesome lawyer to come and she, they have a meeting and she's ripping the hospital people apart. Like this is illegal. This is illegal. This is legal. So we can either take you to court and rip you to shreds or we can help you because we know what to do and you don't. And we want to help. We hope you take that route because we have so much information and you're just like, oh. I didn't see that coming at all. And I loved it. It was just so great. And then the guy who's locked up and dying alone, you know, gets to come out. So and die with friends. So sad. I mean, maybe it's the Mr. Rogers in me, because I recently <laughs> saw a meme of Mr. Rogers, but it is very much a look for the helper's moment. And you see the lawyer, and then you see one of the few moms that are accepting of their dying gay son and can actually visit and are actually fighting for them, at least as portrayed in this setting. And the friend who just becomes this amazing advocate and is starting this grassroots helpline to answer anonymous phone calls from terrified gay men who can't seek solace or shelter anywhere just for any information. Those were super beautiful stories. And it's sort of like, obviously this community was deeply affected and died from it, but there were so many around them in the face of public ridicule and scorn still fought to do the right things, even though it wasn't personally impacting them. I mean, their friends were dying, obviously, but they themselves weren't. And that was super touching. But also just like, I... Remember initially looking back on it when I think I watched Philadelphia in seventh grade as part of a sex ed class. That was the entirety of our our gay education was it will kill you. Um, that wasn't explicitly, but that was sort of the undertone. Because <laughs> <laughs> like it was just like, here's a lot of how heterosexual sex leads to pregnancy. Let's watch Philadelphia. And it's like, <laughs> <"Yep."> death. <laughs> All right. Well, Tom Hanks is great in this and I'm scared. But um, I remember, like, in retrospect, being like, why the fuck were all these people so scared to be around them? And there was no information. You had no idea how it was transmitted. Here's this terrifying virus. And it was sort of, in my own personal experience, and all of ours, akin to the early days of the coronavirus, which, like, you didn't know how you were spread. People without a mask, you would just sort of walk away from them. And that fear is very palpable and very relatable in this moment. Um, so, I don't know, just devastating all around, but in a really beautiful way. <laughs> and there's a lot of hot guys in it. And all the sex is totally fine. So in our text chain, they're like, they, we, I did tell you I had a hell of a lot of sex. And it does. And the sex is totally, it doesn't bother me at all. It's completely PG. But in the first minute and a half, a guy's going off to university and his mother's going to look through his closet. So he gets all his porn out and just starts flipping it up. And I'm like, hey, now. I was like, hey, meanwhile, I was like, hey, now, you're a rock star. Look at those dicks. Sweat. Hey, hey, now. It was amazing. And that was Ollie Alexander, the lead singer of Years and Years. Years and Years, yes. That looks mm. So how would you rate it gemstones-wise? Well, I'm not far? done. Thus far. <laughs> that's why I added the caveat. I would go like 92. It's really, really well done. It's HBO Max. They're all British, which makes them better than us. <laughs> <laughs> and the little Welsh guy, Colin, is just the cutest little bean ever. Yeah, he has some very upsetting moments that I don't need to see, and they're in my brain now. What would you rate it? So I know we say 90 and above is like, would rewatch it. I don't know how frequently I could rewatch this just because it is so emotionally upsetting. I did cry, which is rare for me, but also cleansing. Um, Back to me. But I would rate it like a 95. It's very, very, very well done. And for someone who always says, like, I really want gay content that doesn't focus on AIDS and destruction and just, like, (laughs) ruined life and emotional distress... Something about this was just... I really did think that everybody acted their asses off. Richie was super believable. I love Roscoe. I looked him up on IMDb. I've never seen him before, but I love him. He was super lovable, didn't you think? 
Oh, absolutely. He was, well, from the very first scene, it's like, yeah. I very, I very much want you all to watch this. So I'm trying super hard to not give away spoilers, but we can give away some spoilers. This, it felt sex education y though, didn't it? By the kid yeah. in sex education who like comes out and is like, this is it. Exactly. It did feel very much like that. I'm here. Lovely I'm queer. Analog. Goodbye. Yeah, because they were threatening to send him back to the repressive African country from which oh. his family's from. And his dear sister gave him all of her money so that he could escape and, you know, not be subject to that fate. And she's like, run, 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 which he does. But first he dresses in all female clothing, tells them off and then races out while his dad tries to fight him. Oh, my God. And let's can we talk for a second about once again in the vein of Matthew McConaughey. For some reason, when I see Neil Patrick Harris, I want to turn the channel. And I thought he was great. Although I don't know how he was supposed to have been a lover for 30 years because that would make him in his late 40s. That's it, yeah. I didn't think he seemed that old. But he was very affected. He was very... I thought he was great. <laughs> did you like his character? Oh, he did very well. And I think for you, you must have appreciated that he was in it for a very limited amount of time. But it was sort of like the American star power to give it legs. And then, you know... But if you've ever seen the first Tales of the City, not the recent movies, but the actual series with Laura Linney from back in the day, it's so good. It reminded me of that. So um, it fun. started my love of Parker Posey. Now I only remember her from New Girl. <laughs> <laughs> She's Shot Girl. Shot, 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 shot. You don't remember her from Josie and the Pussycats? Because that was formative for me. <laughs> or Best in Show. <laughs> oh, Best in Show for sure. I say it in class all the time. We all like soup. Because they ask um, Jennifer Coolidge. Jennifer Coolidge. She's with the old man. She's like, we have a lot in common. We both like soup. (laughs) Who doesn't like soup? Animals. I'm using animals as a derogatory term, not actual animals. I feel like everybody likes soup, even animals. (laughs) She was like, I have several videos of dogs eating soup. (laughs) Oh my God, you guys. The Dodo. There's like two fake Dodo channels. They're all following me now. They're like, hey. What are you doing? I just found another blind one-legged dog for you. I'm like, what? <laughs> Watch this rescued pity hug his mama. Okay, I will. When are we getting our dog, Julie? We're not. <laughs> the dogs die. How dare you? How They're like, these people you? surrendered their 17-year-old dog. What? No. You've had Betty for 17 years and you're going to give her away? What? Oh, my God. Josh the Doodle. Have I made you watch that? No. <laughs> Wait, this he isn't has... the talking one, right? No. That's no, funny. Pluto. Duh. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pluto also talking. No, Josh the Doodle has a cerebral hyperplasia, maybe. So doesn't have like full control over his. That his... sounds like a 30 rock disease. Oh my God, I love him so much. And now they have Bitey Ford who has the same thing. They are just living their dreams. <laughs> Julie, real question. If we. So when we adopt a dog and we'll adopt. A dog with fewer than four legs, fewer than two eyes, maybe multiple <laughs> ears, more than three. If they recover, will you go full Munchausen's by proxy and like start cutting limbs off? <laughs> it's like you of you, you baby Jane. Possibly of you. I'll be like, look, Nick, Nick, Nick's legs no longer work. I'll be pushing Nick him was getting, the stairs. You turn to Misha Barton's mom. You start killing me softly. From uh, Six Sense. Six Sense, yes. 
Yes. Killing me softly with her soup. That's who doesn't like soup. Misha Barton. That's all I'll in six His soup. She hates it. Because it's filled with antifreeze. Kills. Yeah. So is all soup. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Googling it, it right first. now. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> Research your judgment. <laughs> Neither. <laughs> oh, and then there is a new dateline out that I haven't watched yet. It's about Nexium, and it's told from the perspective of two people who are still in it, who wow. are like standing outside cheering for like him, dancing Nexium for him. Nexium defenders. <gasps> yes. Oh my god, <gasps> that's exciting. <laughs> and then I feel like I'm ready for a fire festival rewatch. I am missing those crazy people. <laughs> it is spring again. <laughs> It is. <laughs> I want to watch overprivileged, overindulged people turn into Lord of the Flies in 45 minutes flat. I cannot wait. Have you seen the commercials for this mirror thing from Lululemon? And then they did an, a joke about it on SNL this week. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That fucking thing is ridiculous. Who wants to work out alone with a stranger in a mirror? That is crazy. And SNL props this week for being, I mean, I know I'm old. I'm not the target audience, but I howled like five times. <laughs> I thought it was great. <laughs> they Thank you. had your number with that one skit. Oh, oh definitely. Sound? Yeah. Oh my God. They're like, my husband left. What are you going to do? Watch shows about murder. <laughs> then, Which was written and conceptualized by the blonde in that. Chloe Feynman. She's Bear really is. good. But anyway, then the husband comes back home and he's like, I know what's better than this. Cult shows. I was like, <laughs> I feel seen. Uh, uh, they're talking to me. Uh-huh. And then, and then also the one girl's like, baking shows. I was like, GBBO. <laughs> GBBO all day. GBBO is my only baking show, though. The rest of them get on my nerves. But yeah, but the British baking, you know, that's like oh. a, little, a little British baking on the side, but mostly murdering cults. <laughs> which makes me feel not unique, which is annoying, but also connected <laughs> to everybody else. I'm like, great, love it. I'll take it. I do also appreciate because it is like super macabre, but if the body count's only like eight, it's like, what's the point of this? <laughs> it's not 14 or 20. I need like a serial serial killer. I need someone committed. That's the kind of man I need in my life. Now translate to me which Jonas brother this was. Is he the one this married to Nick. Priyanka Choka? Chopra? Yes, that is Nick. Okay. So and Nick, then, let me break it down for you. Please. Let's break it down. Do, 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 do. So Nick is dating, is married now to Priyanka Chopra. He is the youngest of the threesome. Okay. The middle is Joe, married to Sophie Turner of Game of Thrones fame. Was he the one that was in the audience that day? Did you see the opening monologue? Emma, did you see it? No. Mm-hmm. I saw the clip you sent me. Okay, one of them is there. All right, keep going. Was he attractive with beautiful eyebrows? I don't find any of the Jonas's attractive. <laughs> well, you need to look again. Um, Kevin, objectively the least attractive, is the eldest. Well, in the opening monologue, I think it's not Joe, whatever, brother. He's like, Were all um, three Jonas's there? Uh, just Joe and the one that's not Kevin. Nick? The one Nick. hosting. Well, Nick, Nick is the yes. one from, <laughs> Nick was the one in your sketch. Okay, so Nick's on stage. Joe, I think, is the audience. And Joe's like, How I do you not question. remember the name? It's my name. <laughs> he stole my name and my career. So the other brother says, I could have been just, a star. I'm just wondering if we're still a group because it seems like you're doing a lot of solo stuff. And he's like, no, no, we're still in a band. He's like, you sure? Because, And he's like, yeah. He's like, also, Umbop, was that us? And he's like, yeah. Cute. That's cute. Did they, were they, are they Disney people? They yes, started they on had a Disney US. show, okay. I think. They didn't have a show. They were oh. on Camp Rock, and their musical art was on <laughs> Disney. 
<laughs> from the very early stages. So the Jonas Brothers, Miley Cyrus, Selena Gomez. Yes. Yeah, Zendaya. All Disney. Yes. Wow. So we had. So we had a little disappointment this weekend that there was no RuPaul Drag Race in America. It was another COVID disappointment. <laughs> Fuck you, COVID. I mean, this is the longest season in the history of the world with four people only gone. And then I don't. And there's been 27 episodes. I don't care like, how oh they God. are dealing with COVID. I don't. I honestly don't want to watch anybody else go through this. Yeah, I don't want to see COVID on my screen in my guilty pleasures. <laughs> Keep the oh. party going! <laughs> oh, boy. What a great transition into Drag Race UK. <laughs> All right, so am I, share, am I sharing? Are we sharing? sharing. <laughs> so this episode starts out and we're in the workroom and they're picking on Ellie Diamond. I don't mind it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was, wait, that's, this is not the right picture. Hold on, we should not be there. So Bimini won, Bimini Boppity Boop, fantastic. And our poor little tea and coffee went home. So Ahura, I can't, I thought Ahura was getting a redemption story where she was going to stop being a bitch and stop being a shit stirrer, but I guess not. I think so she's she's not a I just don't think she's likable. Yeah. <laughs> she's genuinely not likable. I, well, like she obviously doesn't like herself. She was like sobbing and, you know. Yeah, and usually, I'm. you know I'm such a turncoat. As soon as someone starts crying, I'm just like, I do pity them, unless yes. I'm yelling at them, in which case I'm like, weakness has been exposed and I will destroy you. <laughs> so it depends. Um, but no, she. I just do not gravitate towards her. Like, don't send hate to the queens, but like, fuck you, Ahura. So then they're in the workroom and she's like, who do we think of the endangered next? You want me to go Is first? Okay, sister, I'm not feeling you. Shut up, that's my best accent. You also got great accents. And so I do not think that's on the podium, but it's still like top five. Well, she hates sister and it's so mean to her. And yes, we all know she's leaving soon. And then they're like, Ellie, you know, you've been coasting. She's like, have I? Have I been coasting? And Lawrence is like, uh, uh, yeah, I think so. And then the only people who haven't won uh, fucking badge at this point are Sister Sister and Ellie Diamond. But four girls got to share one badge, essentially. So it doesn't super count. That should have been Bimini's, which means that Ahura... Would she still have a badge? Yeah, she would, because she won that design challenge thing. But Taste wouldn't have a badge. I think today was Ahura's first solo win. Yeah, oh, you're right. You're right. So Taste and Ahura taste. wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Taste and Ahura wouldn't have won any badges. Because this Fuck wasn't her personality redemption, wants. but this was her fashion redemption. Fair. Uh, even though she stole Sister Sister's face look, which is really weird. Thank you! Oh my God, that was her <laughs> entry look. Yeah. Such you shit. know she did it on purpose because she's yes, a cunt. Of she did. That was mean. So anyway, Ellie's like, fuck all y'all. I'm going to show you what I got. And then the library Spoiler is alert, open. she did not. She isn't in the bottom two. Okay, well, is that success? Let's give everyone a participation ribbon, which are the only ribbons I won during my <laughs> swimming career. It could have easily been Ellie and sister, and it wasn't. That's true. So for why is this a reading challenge in 3D, and why is that funny? It's tough to say. We have this mediocre reading challenge. Sister, sister, I did think it was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's better than season 13 of U.S., yes. for sure. Yeah, so she rips everybody apart. Bimini. Oh Who just looks like Gollum so often <laughs> in this episode. <laughs> I still love her, and sometimes I love Gollum. 
Tace is still my favorite person. Like, I want to hang out with him and be best friends with him. Because he's gorgeous. He's also funny. And I love the way he's he awesome. talks. And I do love this workroom outfit he's wearing. And then so Tace says to Ellie Diamond, you're so cheap. You should change your name to Ellie Zirconia. And she's like, I'm too stupid to understand what that means. <laughs> it was Lawrence funny, like, though. You're reading, reading yourself. It was funny. Sister, sister wins. Pity win because she's going home. Now. Yeah. <laughs> But boy, does she, she swell well. with pride. Well, yes. She's- she didn't swell with pride. Those are just her implants. <laughs> no one has felt better about themselves than her. So then it's going to be an unconventional challenge, and they have to be sheroes. So they have to turn into some sort of shero. And then la. all of a sudden, they fly Raven in from RuPaul's dressing room because <laughs> she she's already Kobe. Oh my God, she's so skinny wearing a hat. I thought she gave good advice, though. She is great. Mm hmm. But sister's like, what do I do about my beard? And she's like, put some orange or red lipstick and then something on top of it. I'm like, does that really work? And then I didn't really understand what she was saying about Lawrence's eyebrows to fill them in more. But It was the space in between her eyelid and her eyebrow. Oh. Because she does a really defined eyebrow, but then her shadow just kind of ends on the lid and she doesn't like fill in the space. I guess we know who the makeup expert is on this (laughs) podcast. Things I learned in 2020. Off to the runway we go with Graham Norton, who I love, even if he did date Tina Burner. I don't care. Ages ago. Uh, this lady, I didn't even catch her name. <laughs> she looks like a less talented Thandie Newton. <gasps> she does not look anything like Thandie Newton. RuPaul <laughs> comes out in this green goddess. I it's mean, right. my God. I think she looks amazing. I don't know. The chest She is in her 60s. <laughs> yeah, no, it's okay. impressive. God, now she's cra- gorgeous. The crazy oh train of the Megan McCain part two. Oh my God, truer words were never spoken. Oh yeah, and guess who didn't show up for the view today when we want to talk about what happened at CPAC? Megan McCain. Oh my God, <laughs> they didn't even say like Megan isn't feeling well or Megan had this. They're like Megan's not here today. Let's talk about Josh Halley and Ted Cruz. Was she hanging with you because you guys are friends? <laughs> we're not best friends. We're just good friends. Good friends. <laughs> So Michelle Visage is wearing a multicolored, very poofed jacket with a genie, Cruella DeVille, skunk ponytail on top of her head. I don't get it. I like the jacket. I would wear that jacket. I do pretty much wear that jacket. <laughs> do it's you? Like, it looks like grandma's upholstery. Yeah. I do not love. I do not live, laugh, love for that. <laughs> no. No, the hair is poor. It just looks very like costume wig. Yes, right? as it opposed to this scary. very natural-looking beauty, RuPaul <laughs> Charles. Well, I expect that to look a little more artificial. I don't RuPaul know. Andre Charles. So we go to the She Rose runway, and the backgrounds of them talking is 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 tough. I feel bad that they have to do that. Taste comes and out, civvies, yeah. looking adorable in a little storm outfit. Then he transforms into Brillo penis. I don't know what <laughs> is happening. <laughs> Look at that. Oh. 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 It hurts. Oh. Yeah, she looks like a malignant cell. <laughs> I like the color. The bottom is wretched. This That's is tricky. terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Well, especially knowing that that is like grinding in a poor way on her junk. I mean, her face couldn't look more beautiful. She's gorgeous. Sure. Body amazing. Always. But this is unattractive and painful to look at. Yeah. Lawrence Cheney, a.k.a. Sideshow Bob, comes to the <laughs> stage. 
So this yeah. isn't padding. This is his body. Calm down. Okay. It's a question. He's fine. That's not padding. That's his body. He did gain weight during quarantine. As he we all did. Dead on sideshow Bob. Dead on. <laughs> oh, 100%. Yeah. And then he comes out as the Lawrence of Chania. Why not of a labia? <laughs> That's my question. You would be good on the pun panel. Yeah, I would not be good at that. He did put a lot of work into this outfit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it looks... It's a lot of bustling. And it fits. Yeah. <laughs> Our expectations. Does it fit? Did you put work into it? Nice. Out comes Nick's best friend, Ohura. Pretending I mean, your chin penis. does look big there. I did live for the Velociraptor moment where she was just like... I know, I missed it where they flap him out. It's just amazing. The it's, fact that yeah. she made this in the time that Taste made a maxi pad, I don't know. That's... <laughs> oh, God. Can you imagine using a scouser as a maxi pad? <laughs> totally. But can you believe they didn't say shit about her doing the exact same makeup that Sister Sister did? Is it because well, they didn't, they didn't say shit about... I mean, maybe. Because it was the workroom entrance. I'm saying that the other girls didn't call her out. Yeah. They probably did. In the workroom, it was probably like, you keep copying off of me, I'm going to copy off of you. I feel I'm like they would have showed that drama. That would have been good. Right. True. Except Sister's gone, so I guess they didn't have time to show good. <laughs> <laughs> Bimini comes out. I don't know what this is. A little leisure wear outfit. (laughs) With a robe on top. And then she's, Dr. Isabella blows a lot. (laughs) Making that up. Her name. Yeah, she looks like America's Next Top Model makeover when Tyra was super into like horse hair manes and no eyebrows. She did have plungers on her butt, which I didn't realize until I took these screenshots. No, I don't I liked get it. it. <laughs> Ellie comes out looking all rumpled in her little sleepy outfit. Looks cute, though. Mm-hmm. And then I thought this was very good. Like, constructed, it's not my style, but... She is 6'4 well in flat feet. And she's got... what? How high do you think those heels are? Probably about, like... 20 feet? 4 inches. <laughs> 25 feet? Yeah. And it's not a bathing suit. It's a circle skirt with a bathing suit on top. But good job. <laughs> Yeah. She's a candy princess. Yes. Here comes sister, sister. Do you wear a do-rag? It's a little sleeping cap. Now, I took many screenshots of this magnificent <laughs> outfit. So from the back, from the front, peeking out, up close. So I don't know. This is a lot of nonsense. This is a acid trip gone bad, I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. So it reminds me a bit of Betsy Johnson. It just feels like Rock'em Soccerer when she just did so much. And it was like, I'm going to use every single moment of this time to do all of this. I'm a no. I'm a no. I give it a B. It wasn't worth it. And it was just, I mean, I feel it like it was messy. karma because she spent the whole time just trying to take every material just so no one else had anything. Right. Which is a pretty bitchy move. <laughs> and you didn't look great with all the things on you. Sorry. It kind of reminds me of Megan Schoenbrood's like ode to Dutch outfit. Oh, Megan Schoenbrood. I haven't thought about it in so long. So we're back in the workroom and they're all picking on Ellie again when Sister Sister is standing there in a garden full of nightmare. <laughs> and they're like, I didn't mean this one isn't going to say anything, but I also don't think your outfit's very strong. She's like, well, the judges do. So fuck off all of you. Yeah. What's wrong with it? Like taste is terrible. It looks better than, it looks better than everyone but Ahura, I think. Yeah, it was really good. I don't know why they can't just admit that she looked really good. <laughs> like, maybe she's been coasting, but that's a solid outfit. Well, just because she hasn't won doesn't mean she's been coasting. 
coasting. She has worn the same silhouette in almost every challenge. They never seem to yell at her. She has not been a standout. Yeah. I'm going to take your two clips about Ellie Diamond just now and paste them over each other in like a mud slinging slam ad. I'm Julie also the only one that on all the issues. <laughs> I one Ellie second, Diamond she said. To win in the beginning, I love her makeup. I think she's adorable. She hasn't been a standout. She's not as bad as sister, but it's about to get real in here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm guessing Ellie will go next, and then our top four is going to be intense. They what all if have she doesn't? Weaknesses. What if Ellie makes it to the top four without a win? <gasps> it's that happened would be before. insane. It has happened before. But Cheryl we're all Hall. in love with Bimini. We all love Tace. Lawrence has a lot of strong things, but if she went home, I wouldn't be surprised at this point because her lip syncing was not where I thought it was going to be. Um, and Uhura, I think, is making it to the end at this point. I'd like to see her stumble. I wish her <laughs> ill will. <laughs> not in life, just in her life's passion. So Uhura won, obviously, deservedly so. Yeah. That outfit was amazing. Oh. And then poor sister, sister had to lip sync against taste, which is just not a good idea. No. Tace is gorgeous. She's dynamic. She has self-confidence. Sister Sister did everything right, and I still was like, could you get out of the way? I can't see Tace. I know. <laughs> it's true. Someone was saying on one of the 4,000 podcasts I listened to that they should even offer it for money, that they have one camera that just follows one person and one camera that follows the other one, and you can just watch the whole lip sync, mm-hmm. seeing each of their full performances. I'm like, yeah, I'd pay $1.99 for that. You bet. But think of all the millions of Drag Race fans who would totally tune in to be like, I can't even tell who won the lip sync because you're not even showing me what's going on. You'd make so much money. Do you know what drag is? A phenomenon. Drag is all over the world. It's a phenomenon. It It will live on and on. (laughs) What was the other one, though? Drag. Tamisha, Iman is shitting on you. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. So if you had to pick right now who you think is going to win, who's going to win? Okay, who do I want or who I think is going to win? Either and or both. Lawrence, I think, will win. Bimini, I want to win. I think Uhura is going to win. No. And I think, I didn't say you think, I said I think. And I would want it to be Tace or Mm. Bimini. Fair. Or Lawrence. I don't really care. Other than Uhura, I kind of am rooting for all of them. But, you know, it can all turn on a dime next week. Maybe this is the change Uhura needs to change who she is as a person. (laughs) Do you want to play Are You Smarter Than a Challenger? Yes! (laughs) You're going to have to tee up what that is, Emma, for those people who don't know. The challenge is a pretty epic game show, usually a test of uh, strength, sometimes strategy, often speed, not often uh, random knowledge, but every once in a while they throw a trivia game in there. I decided to pull all the questions that they ask the challengers while dangling them 30 feet above a a pool of water that they don't want to fall into and to see if Nick and Julie would be able to get the answers. Have you seen this episode? Do you know the answers already? No. Did you take it from the challenge this year? No, I took it from challenge season uh, 25, I believe. <laughs> no, and even if I did it, I, I can't even remember what happened on Drag Race America and I watched it yesterday. So I, mean, <laughs> I hope we don't have to spell anything. I hope No, we- so this is all of the questions they were asked minus spelling and minus 2013 specific sports questions. 
Um, so I think we'll try and go through these quickly, and I think we'll go. I'll alternate back and forth between you to ask you the question. If you don't get it right, your opponent gets to try for the answer. Okay, but if we continue to get it right, does it stay our turn? No. I'm going to alternate back back and and forth. forth. (laughs) Not even listening. All right. Nick, what is the official language spoken in Uruguay? Spanish. That is correct. Julie, what is the official language (laughs) spoken in Australia? English. That's correct. Oh, my God. These are the questions. (laughs) It's not like a trick question. Yeah, but Johnny Bananas guessed Dutch, and so he went into the water. Bye, Bananas. Nick, what is the main vitamin that we get from the sun? Vitamin D. (laughs) That is correct. Now, if we miss any of these, meaning me, it's going to be really embarrassing. (laughs) They're random, you know. Uh, Julie, what is the hardest substance in the human body? The bone. A specific, it's your tooth enamel. <laughs> I thought Nick oh. was going to get to Oh, yeah, sorry. I just wanted to he say it. Sorry, known. Nick. <laughs> um, I would have known. You're would you have known? No. I didn't know. <laughs> I had salmonella. Of course I am. What? <laughs> Full of shit. No. All right. Nick, what country has the world's longest coastline? Chile. Is that your final answer? World's, what country? Australia. That country would be Canada. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> oh, damn. Uh, this is Julie's question, right? Yeah. All right. Who pricked their finger on a spinning wheel? Disney princess pricked their finger on a spinning wheel and slept for 100 years. Rip Van Winkle. Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> Sleeping, Beauty. <laughs> <laughs> Sleeping Beauty is correct. <laughs> I just thought about the sleeping part, and then I was like, oh, shit. Disney. <laughs> Uh, Nick, in what century was the year 1678? That would be the 17th. That is correct. Julie, what country does U2, the I band, come from? Ireland. U2. <laughs> you do know. Yeah, you, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't get grumpy. Jesus. You've got this. You're still in this Bono, game. Bono, the edge, and Larry. <laughs> <laughs> and then, hey, <laughs> Yes, that's true. Uh, Nick, how many stripes are on the American flag? <laughs> how many stripes mm-hmm. it's like shh, fuck is it 13 for the amount of colonies we had it that is correct okay her. <laughs> how many stars are there 50 is that right <laughs> i don't even know because yeah. oh, i was states, also gonna yeah, say 13 states. stripes but i was also thinking is it 13 stars the original one was yeah <laughs> which of course it turns out betsy ross did not make uh, all right a few more julie what is the longest bone in the body your mom. Um, the <laughs> femur. That is correct. All right. Nick, what is the largest state in the U.S.? Alaska. Wow. Good job. Alaska. A-L-A-S-K-E. Alaska. Arizona. A-R-A. Wisconsin. That guy's got his pants down. Is that from Miss Congeniality or Drop Dead Gorgeous? Drop Dead Gorgeous. Julie, what does R-E-M stand for? Rapid eye movement. Yes. <laughs> Nick, who was Katy Perry's first husband? His name was Russell Brand. <laughs> I knew that His one. His name still is. <laughs> He's also got a podcast. Mm. Oh, does he? Oh, yeah. He's like going to save. He's like an AA person who's taking it to the next level. <laughs> 
He's a lot. I just love how much you hate people sometimes. (laughs) I love Russell Brand, but he is a lot. (laughs) Julie, what year did MTV premiere? 1984 for MTV. (laughs) 1981. Very close. That's why I said 1981. (laughs) Do I not get chances to steal? It's over. You won 10 to 7. You don't need this deal. Good game, though. Well, that's it. Thanks a lot for listening to another episode of Takes All Over the Place. Please come and check us out on social. We're TakesPod, TakesPod.com if you want to see the really amazing um, screenshots that I take of the episodes. Oh, we never gemstoned it in the chat. Can't be done. Let's gemstone it. How many gemstones did this week's uh, UK Drag Race get? Go. We're back, Julie. We are back. Emma overrating with a 92. Julie with a perfect 88. And Nick with a respectable 88 also. overcompensating since I forgot I watched it. (laughs) (laughs) So for all these, you'll come back and see us next week. Uh, Also, please check us out on TakesPod.com to see that amazing Google slideshow that takes me days to put together. (laughs) Um, We're on Instagram, and if you're at all interested in 30 Rock or you just want to listen to Nick and I wax poetic, we do the Blurg podcast where we're doing a recap of the entire series of 30 Rock. So thank you guys so much for listening. Say goodbye, Nick. Press that like button. (laughs) Hit that bell. Say bye, Emma. Bye. Have a great week, everybody. Takes All Over the Place is a project of Team Takes, a.k.a. Nick Cotter, Julie Sunderland, and Emma Cotter. With the invaluable sound editing help from Phil Cotter and Frank. The awesome toenails on the wood floor from Frank. We love you, Frank.